Hello, and welcome to the NECA Safety Roundup podcast series. In today's challenging world of safety in the electrical, utility, and construction industries, we hope that our information and the conversations we have will help you to provide safety leadership within your organization. We will discuss the many issues involving safety and offer some guidance and solutions to the many challenges that we face. Welcome back, folks, for the next episode of Safety Roundup. I'm Mike Starner, NECA's Executive Director of Outside Line Safety, and I'm joined today with my partner, Wes Wheeler, NECA's Executive Director of Safety, and our special guest here, Kevin Moran, Executive Director of American Line Builders. And we're going to cover a very important topic today. Uh, you know, recently we had our NECA Safety Professionals Conference, and during our electric transmission and distribution roundtable, Safety Professional Roundtable, we had a, a fairly open forum and, and conversation, you know, different topics popped up and had a lot of participation and it was a rich conversation around things that we could do to be progressive in managing safety. And uh, so one of the things that we have to be mindful of as safety professionals, because we, we certainly understand that uh, we want to drive performance to the highest level we can get to. And sometimes, you know, we run into these issues with, you know, um, developing a business case, you know, being able to articulate how, you know, what the return on investment will be, you know, how you know, the change management working with employees. So we're, we always have this, like, you know, we want to be here. It's going to take us some time to get there. But along that way, you have to engage with stakeholders and you have to be mindful of things that, quite honestly, sometimes safety professionals maybe not tuned into. So, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about, you know, things like, um, you know, like we talked about, uh, the use of technology and, and some of the things that we would like to do but some also some things that can kind of get us in some in some areas where we're going to have some challenges. Sure. Uh, thanks, Mike and Wes, for having me, and it's good to be here and have this discussion. Um, you know, we, we were in this roundtable yesterday, and I think, uh, like you said, there was a really good uh, conversation that happened with these safety professionals. And I think a lot of times, um, safety professionals have a lot on their plate, right? They're they're trying to look at new technology. They're trying to look out for the workforce and stay on top of all the rules and regulations. And so they kind of get into the silo, um, which is important for their job. But uh, because of that, sometimes there's a disconnect with, uh, if you want to call it labor relations or the management side of the business. And so listening to everything yesterday, I just said, I had to you know, make a comment and said, well, you know, we need to be mindful of the fact that there's a, there's a lot of times all our contractors are working under labor agreements. And sometimes it dictates what you can, what we can do. Um, one of those things that came up yesterday, and I think the conversation was the uh, use of cameras in vehicles, uh, both forward-facing and rear-facing, and uh, you know people were excited about it. And I think one of the things that came up in that discussion was well, using it for discipline, and that kind of is a no-no right now with the labor agreement because that then becomes something we have to negotiate. Right now, we believe the use of cameras, uh, you know, especially forward-facing. Uh, they have a lot of benefits. And if you use it from a training perspective or um, you know, track your vehicles or see what's going on, um, protect your vehicles from an insurance standpoint, those are huge, right? And not, I, we don't believe that's negotiable. Um, so you know, a good example is if a driver gets into an accident and uh, you know, sometimes those cameras are beneficial because they prove, hey, the driver didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, but there's also opportunities where maybe the you know, they ran into somebody and, uh, you know, you want to get rid of that employee. Well, you can't just fire them based on the video footage. You know, we always uh, kind of suggest to our contractors, well, make sure you do your investigation to make sure you, if you're going to get rid of somebody, 
maybe base it on the police report or base it on uh, other factors and make sure you're following your company policy and, and what you've already established. Um, and so those are just things to be mindful of. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Kevin, because I, I think that in dealing with any safety program and the safety manager and the upper level management of the organization, they have to be consistent in the way that they approach these, these issues because it can't be, you know, I'm gonna do this for one person, do this for somebody else. When you're dealing with a, a, a fleet of management, like the vehicles that we look at, and you talk about the safety professional for the utility industry, yes, they have to know the regulations for, for OSHA, but they also have to know the regulations for the, the Department of Transportation. You know, they have to know all of the manual and uniform traffic control devices that they have to deal with in, in managing those programs. So you look at, how do we take all that technology? How do we take all those regulations and then streamline it to make it universal, to make it consistent, and to make sure that everyone within that organization understands, say the benefits of this technology, say the benefits of forward-facing cameras. Because you know, when we are dealing with our labor force and we are dealing with other issues, we've got to be respectful for what those concerns are. And I, I think the whole, the whole issue or the whole thing to look at is, the partnership that exists between labor and management. And I think we've been successful over the years to work together to, to solve a lot of those issues. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, we had similar conversations when people started putting GPSs in their vehicle. You yeah. know, it's very similar. Uh, and I think it, and that you, you said it well, Wes, it comes down to relationships and working with the unions. And I think if you introduce a, a topic to them and you, and you talk through it, you hear their concerns, and then you can kind of mutually work, work yeah. through that. And sometimes that is negotiating some, sometimes it's just a mutual understanding and um, you can kind of feel it out. And of course, every, even though everybody's IBW, yeah. every local union is a little bit different, right? right? And so yeah. you want to, you want to respect that too. Um, you know, we all have labor agreements we have to abide by, but uh, we also want to embrace this technology because it is the future. You know, I, I would say if we have this conversation five, six years from now, forward facing cameras, maybe internal cameras will be the norm yeah. and, and um, it, it just like anything else. Well, you know, in, in talking about that, just from, from the standpoint of telemetrics, when the vehicles that, that are being purchased now and put on the roads, they have so many internal, you know, signals that they track and information that is actually in the vehicle itself. And some of it, we don't even know to the extent that it can be extracted from the vehicles. But a lot of that, when you, we're talking about, you know, root cause analysis and you're talking about conducting an, uh, an investigation, into all of the factors that contributed, you know, yes, there are, you know, things that we don't even know yet that's gonna be used in the future. And we have to prepare ourselves and prepare our workers and prepare our employers for those inevitabilities. Yeah, I think, you know, safety professionals love, and I know I love the fact that most of the time you can stay fairly neutral, right? And, and, and there's, a, there's a level of comfort that comes with that, right? So you don't necessarily, uh, you're not necessarily seen as a disciplinarian you, you may be somebody who's going to identify an issue that needs to be, you know, that will eventually become an issue that needs to be corrected through management or HR. But, you know, the safety professional is trying to maintain this neutral position and so that they can, you know, receive the kind of information and feedback from the field and be able to push that up and, you know, really resolve issues in real time. But that, that creates an environment where, you know, you said silo, and I think that's right. You get into a vacuum and maybe you don't always think about some of these unintended consequences. And sometimes it could just be a conversation, you know, saying the wrong thing in the wrong setting 
and upsetting some folks where you're trying to build relationships and, and partnerships. And then, you know, you go down a path, you know, your mind's in the right place because you're trying to figure out a solution. And, but you know, there's some of these things, you just, you just gotta, so, so what advice Kevin do you have for the safety professionals so that they can kind of like maintain that neutrality? Sure. Uh, I think, a, uh, I think sometimes we have, especially at NECA, you have your, your accredited reps of the chapters and they're usually, you know, pretty high level people. Um, and they sometimes maintain that relationship with the chapter, but we're here for everybody. Everybody in the company and the organization is, is a member of NECA essentially through the company. So um, if, a safe, if you're a safety professional and you're working through something, you know, feel free to reach out to your uh, local you know, chapter where there's seven of us and that split the country and, and we can kind of advise you or we say, hey, you know, that might be something you need to talk with, you know, management on or this is what we've been seeing. You know, a good example is, you know, these forward facing cameras. Uh, I know one company is, is Bosch Simulator and they are using the data from from that um, to to retrain and use it as a training tool and not really call people out but say, OK, well, we've had, you know, a bunch of you know, rolling stops, or we've, you know, had a bunch of these incidents of distracted driving. Okay, well, let's, let's simulate that and try to get a better report card. And so it's not really a discipline or anything. It's trying to make all everybody that's in the organization better and safer and make sure everybody gets home tonight. You know, I think one of the, one of the other things that you just touched on too, as far as with the different, you know, districts in the, in district 10 and the different chapters that exist, that communication between the safety professional, between the company, between the chapters is so important because as you said, there are many lessons that have been learned from previous incidents. And a lot of times we do not have to reinvent the wheel. We do not have to say, you know, well, you know, it just, it happened to us. There's a lot of lessons that can be shared and learned in asking the proper questions, making the contacts with the individuals and reaching out to the other chapters. I mean, we have, you know, Northeast Line chapter, we have the Western Line chapter, we have all the other chapters, Southeastern Line chapter that, that have experienced similar issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times they work together or they solve issues locally and we can all learn from those to, to pass on to the next generation, to the next people that's gonna, you know, we're here today, but we know that there's another generation coming behind us and they can learn from, from the lessons that we've learned. And I think that's that's a good point too. You know, you get, if you kind of think of it, you know, it's the seven NECA chapters are kind of like an aggregator for information, right? Yeah. We have six chapter managers, we all have a great relationship and we share that information. And then if there's something on a larger scale level, we have, you know, you guys to go to and reach out to and looking at it from a national scope. So um, that information kind of gets sourced and so, like I said, I have some of those examples just because I hear it from different contractors, but it's unless we get everybody in the room, which only happens a couple times a year, it's, it's tough to have that conversation. Yeah. But, you know, if you go to your chapter, we're able to kind of either look into it or we already kind of have a feel for it and give you that information pretty, you know, pretty real time. Yeah, you're right. And so what a timely conversation, what an important conversation for us to have just to shed light on an issue that, you know, maybe some, some folks just aren't considering. Well, you know, Mike, Kevin, I want to say again, thank you for your participation today. Thank you for attending the recent NECA Safety Professionals Conference and the sessions and, and your input as well, because, you know, for, for the safety professionals that attend these conferences that are sponsored by NECA, whether it's, you know, the District 10 Conference, whether it's NECA Now, or whether it's the National Convention, it, it, it's that opportunity for professionals like yourself to, to interact, share, and, and really to gain knowledge as well. I mean, we're here. We may be here presenting information, but we have to tell you that, that and events like the NECA Safe Professionals Conference, 
I can tell you that Mike and I learn more from our interaction with the people that are here than you know maybe even some of the other attendees. So with that being said, uh, really appreciate the time that you've given to us today, Kevin. And uh, you know, as you know, we're always welcome to answer any questions you have, and welcome to assist uh, you know your chapter as well as the rest of the the district and chapters uh, in anything that they need. So um, you know, and the addition of Mike Starner in you know past couple of years to really be focused in that has been probably one of the, the biggest advances that Nika has done on that behalf. So, Well, I, yeah, appreciate y'all having me. And uh, I just want to commend you all as well. I've been to the Safety Professionals Conference really almost from the get-go, and I watched it grow. And I would bet that this is probably the biggest year it's been. Uh, and that's from vendors and participants, but also the outside line track, which has been going the last couple of years, has really kind of grown and beefed up, and it's not, um, it's not a pencil whip program. I mean, it really is you put an effort into it. And I think the safety professionals that are attending yeah. are getting the value out of it. So we hope that uh, in the future we can keep that going. Thank you. All right. All right, folks. Well, tune in next time for Safety Roundup.